I think unity is so needed because when the church comes together, when we really mobilize and come together, I mean, it literally has the power to shape powers and principalities over regions, territories, and nations. You're tuning in to Coach and Joe, conversations on friendship with God. I never know what that clock's for. I don't. I just kind of look It'll at. It. I, never, it. I never. I never go by it. Guidelines anyway. Welcome to Coach and Joe and Fannin. We got Chris King here. We have Armando Ramos, Mike Thornton, Joe Reynolds, Chad and Norris. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna jump right back into a conversation on. God seems to be stirring something in the Carolinas. Hmm. And it's surely not the Panthers because they stink. I'm a, I'm, I, lo- I love the Panthers. We're terrible. I do too. Cam Newton couldn't throw. I'm sorry, he could be listening. He couldn't throw in the ocean, but I didn't say that. All right. Um, ever since he didn't jump on that fumble in the Super Bowl, I've been depressed. Him and you don't like Drake either. You always you always have a bone. I loved him on Disney Channel. Um, I want to jump in you, when Mike in the last episode was talking about. <laughs> When he was talking about the Carolinas being one, stretching all, all the way to L.A., you looked at me like you'd seen a ghost, and you started to tell me something you never told me. It's something you told the Ascent students. Start start there. What did God show you? Well, I was at a breakfast with some of the second-year students. We just graduated our first class of Ascent. We were, we're meeting for breakfast weekly, and I was there, and I was just telling them a thought. And again, I'd love for you guys to speak into this. This is a thought. This is which what I felt like I was hearing from the Holy Spirit. But he was speaking to me about the United States, which— in the history of it and how we just were birthed and the colonies and all of that. But I think that there's a connection because that bridgeway, we've got a massive connection to England and there's so many prophetic things that are with it. For you guys that don't know the story, Chad has a tremendous amount of like favor connections in England. There's a, we have multiple people from England on staff here. There's just seems to be a pipeline between bridgeway and England. And the father's been, he's been showing me that I believe that there's something in the spirit that we're the same people. Right, the United States was birthed from that, colonized here, and, and birthed and, and started a new region, a new people group here. But I believe in the spirit, there's some sort of divine connection. And so, when you were talking about the Carolinas and the original intent and what what that meant, my spirit's just been getting stirred like crazy because God's been on me about how I believe I believe in the spirit. Although geographically, we can be in different places, I believe that there's something in the spirit that's a connection. It's the same people. Let me, let me, I want to ask you this because I, we've been running together for a while now and getting closer and closer. You and Amber are people that highly value unity. And you seem to despise disunity the same way that the Father does. You're just big on unity. He's talking about unity there. So, you know, going back to the colonization, wh- what is it about your revelation, specifically with, uh, with racial reconciliation? You carry a burden for unity. Why does the Father value it so much, and what has He shown you about it? Why are you so passionate about mm-hmm. unity? I think unity is so needed because when the church comes together, when we really mobilize and come together, I mean, it literally has the power to shape powers and principalities over regions, yeah. territories, yes. and nations, not just local or little. I mean, really earth-shattering regions. I mean, uh, you have to have a unified sound to over overthrow a, a demonic stronghold over a whole region. It can't be with just one stream or another. That's why there has to be a uniting of all the tribes. When David brought the ark in Jerusalem and set up 24-7 worship and prayer, he united all the tribes to do it. You know, they had their bickering and arguing in between, but the presence was the center focus where he rallied all of them together in the upper room and said they were all in one accord before 
the Spirit was poured out. And that's even encouraging because that shows us that there is possibility that we could literally become unified even before uh, an endowment or just a Holy Spirit, whatever he wants to do. That's awesome. This this is going to... This is going to be fun, this next question, and you may be already tired of telling it. That's okay, because Holy Spirit will energize you on it. You, you and your bride and your kiddos have been on a faith journey. Mm-hmm. The father uses a uh, little fellow like me on November the 1st. I turn around to you at the table conference. I said, we need to talk. <laughs> and we go back into some room somewhere, and I said, I don't know how to tell you this because I don't, I don't want to, I said, you're moving here, Mike. And you're like, you just looked at me. Well, the next day the spirit moved 24 hours. Amber ended up flying down the conference because you knew God was on this. And I said, you will look back mm-hmm. on November the 1st. It's the day that your life changed on your mission forever. And last night, Melissa Harmony said 11, one. I was like, Oh my gosh, one, one, one. <laughs> I was like, you gotta be kidding me. You've been on a faith journey to get here. You shared your story last night at church, mm. and people are already talking about it because testimony stirs. It, it sprinkles the atmosphere with faith. Yeah. Just tell your journey of how God has provided for you in Amber and what he's already doing. And you went to the library. God showed you something today. Today. Just tell the story. So after, we got that, after you hit us with that vision and that word, we had already been sensing to move out. We just didn't know where or what that was going to look like. So we started praying, and God gave us two dreams. Um, The first dream, I haven't shared this, but I feel to share it right now. The first dream is me, my my previous pastor, and a Spanish pastor of our church. They were both in the house with me, Amber, and Dutch Sheets. And in the dream, Dutch Sheets starts talking about the importance of the land, the revelation of wells, breaking open revival wells. And at that time in the dream, my Spanish pastor looks and goes, Michael is getting ready to leave us now. God is calling him to another chapter, a new thing. And in my dream, Dutch Sheet stops and he hands me a Bible. And it says Deuteronomy 11.11 on the front. And he goes, I want you to read Deuteronomy 11.11, Michael, is for where you're going. And so Deuteronomy 11.11 talks about crossing over the Jordan and going into a whole new season, into a whole new land where mountains and valleys drink rain from heaven. And I was like, wow. So I was like, okay, Lord, this is really encouraging. Two nights later, it was two nights later, I had a second dream. And in this dream, this is the word of the Lord. I know to move to Greenville, South Carolina. It's connected to Cashwell. In that dream, I'm in an ocean. It's beautiful Caribbean waters. I'm, I'm out treading water and nothing, you know, just calm. In the distance, I see a jet of land, and and I look at the land, and I know it's Greenville, South Carolina. And next to it is Bridgeway Church. I I just know it. And in my dream, I'm doing a job for the region, for the region, and it's connected to the church. But I need a tool. I'm lacking a tool to do the job. And so I'm sitting in the water, and I look to my right, and here you come, Chad, floating in a raft, just nonchalantly floating by, and you're guiding another raft that has the tool that I need to get the job done. And you go, do you need this? I said, that's exactly what I need. <laughs> and uh, I get it from you, and I, and I said, where are you going? Was that skinny? You were, I think you were pretty thin. Yeah, I'm not lying. Receive that. Yeah, receive that. Was right I really? Now. Yeah, I'm not lying. Father, I just thank you for <laughs> my stream, <laughs> and I call that forth. Come on. Put it on him. Thank you, Father. <laughs> so 
I, uh, I said, well, where are you going? You said, I need, in the dream, you said, I need to go home to rest. And I said, well, let me give you a push. And I got behind your head and I pushed you and you started floating off home. I turned to the tool you gave me. It's a crane bucket. And on the crane bucket is an envelope. I open the envelope. There's a name written on it and it's Cashwell. And it's spelled out in an acronym format. And next to it is a check for $10,700. And immediately I heard God break into the dream. And he goes, Michael, the call in your life is to follow the Cashwell storyline. It's your mandate. It's your burning bush. And if you step out in faith, I will fund that storyline because there's cash in the well if you go dig it. God. She cut up. So I, I came out of that and I was like, okay, Lord, I told Amber, I said, Amber, I woke up. We have to move to Greenville, South Carolina. It doesn't matter now. We have to go to Greenville, South Carolina. God wants us to follow the Cashwell storyline because in history, after Azusa East done, Cashwell spreads the movement all over the South. But one of his stops is in South, South Carolina, where he hooks up with a local holiness minister that started a Bible school for young adults on top of Paris Mountain. And they have a meeting and the Holy Spirit falls on this mountain. And these kids are filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, let me tell you what I found today, why this is important. So today, this morning, today, today, this morning, I was at the Greenville downtown library in the South Carolina state room. In those rooms, typically they'll have archives of people that did things in the, in the area if, if it was of significance. So I asked, do you have a file on a local minister? His name was Holmes, N.J. Holmes. She goes, well, let me go check. She pulls out this file from the back in a coded room. I thought, oh my gosh, this is like treasure. She lays it out and I almost drop and I'm reading these old newspaper articles. I can't believe it. So the first thing I read, now remember, this is Cashwell. You got me on the side of my chair. <laughs> Cashwell comes to Greenville. He comes to this area. It's, it's very important. And the Holy Spirit is poured out. So now it's poured out on this Bible college started by this minister named Holmes. This is what dropped me. N.J. Holmes established the Bible College on top of Paris Mountain. Their first term started on November the 1st, 1898. How, how does God do all this? <laughs> Which makes November the 1st, when you gave me the word oh, no. to move here, oh, my gosh. 120 years to the day. Which is the number of Pentecost to Zeus? Yeah, money. And here's and here's what's crazy. This one makes it. This one makes it even better. This one makes it even better. Last night when I was teaching, I got a word of knowledge off that date. I don't even know what I did yesterday. And I said, "Hey, I gave you that word on November 1st. And when I said it, I was like, "Is that right? Was it November first? November. Wow. God, God has. Oh he's been planning our stories for a long time. Uh, I don't know what to say other than. Oh my God! You think that God's moved? Mm. You and Amber here to just unleash fire. What's going on here? What what is mm -hmm. what's the deal with this region? There's something significant about the city of Greenville. There's something very significant. I think it's tied to NJ Holmes too. Um, as I read more and got deeper a little bit more in the story this morning, it just became really clear to me that th there is something very deep, has something to do with the school, has something to do with these students in this area. And they were missional. They, they, they launched them all over the world. I mean, this Bible college, here's what's wild about their school. <laughs> you don't even know. I prophesied we're going to have a Bible college. I sit on stage. People left the church over it. That was nuts. Wow. 
That's and that's why I'm in Regent right now. That's exactly why I'm Regent. God spoke to me to go back to get my doctorate Regent. He said, because you're going to be part of building a ministry school that turns into a major Christian university. Is it ironic that this Cashwell storyline, Holmes Bible College, becomes the very first spirit-filled college in America? Greenville, South Carolina, this school is the first spirit-filled, charismatic college in America's history right here. So I have to believe that there's something connected of us moving here now to maybe finish something that was never fully completed back then. Why Why do you think, because your, your story, like all of ours, I mean, I'm looking at Armando here, why does God give you enough breadcrumbs, but he, he doesn't seem to value giving you the whole cake until, until it's time? You, Tell Mike and everyone how in the world you even got here. It's mm. not like we grew up together. I didn't know you. You email me, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm kind of busy. I'm. I, I can barely talk. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This is this is weird. Wow. Mm-hmm. This this is weird. All right. Why does he what not do you want? value clarity? <laughs> oh, you came okay. here on a word of knowledge. You mm. you just got here. Why does why does God like breadcrumbs? You have already written the book and didn't find that research. Mm-mm. No, I, I had no clue until today. That's what I'm saying. What is, what, what is it about the father that I, he just... We got in the car at 111 today. We got in the car. I looked. I said, look, it's 111. Can, can I comment on it? Yeah, brother, you can do whatever you want. Right. So, because I actually had a... I feel like I had a word of the Lord from this this morning in my Say house. It. We've been here, what, a week now? A week and a half? And... Already, I was like, Lord, all right, we're here. We're moved in. What do you want me to do? What's the assignment? And I'm, I'm already looking, but nothing. And I'm almost getting like, man, I'm not used to this. Like, what are you doing, God? And it was just like, be patient. Just wait. Just wait. And then I really feel like something broke yesterday and even this week. Yes. And so I could almost feel this angelic. I mean, it was just yes. incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, the Lord spoke to me in this morning and I had coffee. And he goes, I'm withholding this, not 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 from you, but for you. He said, because it's in the discovery. It's in mm-hmm. the discovery together mm-hmm. with the relationships mm-hmm. I'm connecting you with. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to build and bond and pull I, things together. I know that, you know, we're getting to know each other, only know each other a few years. But on my epitaph, the DNA of what my wife and I believe in is Genesis 12, 1 through 3. So I just got back from Israel in January. Let me. When God calls Abram, it's a polytheistic society, and Abram's not intimate with Jehovah. And my interpretation is, Abram, I'm gonna I'm gonna bless you. That's the biggest understatement ever. I just need you to um, <laughs> go to the land in which I'll show you. The funniest part to me about the whole thing is he didn't tell him any details. Go to the land, I'll show you. All right, great. I got to leave. Where am I going? Wow. Luck. And I have said for many years, I got it from uh, one of my spiritual fathers, African-American preacher named Dr. Robert Smith Jr., amazing man. He said the promised land always becomes visible as you walk. Mm. But here's my question, and I want to hear from both of you. I'm going to start here. Mm. I agree with everything you just said. Why does the father, why does he love discovery? Proverbs 25.2, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search out a matter is the glory mm-hmm. of kings. There's something in discovery 
I think it's because it forces us to lean. Yeah. As you guys are both dads, as much as you would want to just give your kids everything, there's something that happens when they work for certain things. And it's, it's the thing that is built within them. In the internal work, like, I, I just believe God's the most intentional person in my life. I do. But with his intention, he'll, he'll actually, he'll, he'll make it a process that I actually have to grow for in order to be able to be ready to steward. Was it you that said that, you know, there are more kids nowadays that want what they have at 20, what their parents had at 50, they wanted at 25? And they expect it at 25. Mm. It's so true. And there's almost a disdain for the searching out, but it says it's the glory of God to conceal it, and it's the glory of kings. So there's something that's that's for the glory of his people when they actually are the ones to, to walk and to go before no and go to the land which he'll show him. He basically told Abram to start walking with me in mind and and the, it'll be what you're looking for well life. even with mike at first i just figured god's moving him here to join the bridgeway team and the father showed me of a period of three weeks he's gentle in how he does it he says we we have to do this my way <laughs> and i called you and i said you're coming here but you're not you're coming here for a region you're not coming here to be on staff at bridgeway and and then you got to tell the story of how the breadcrumbs of the check being written off the dream and then the house, how you got this. Yeah. You've got to tell everyone this faith yeah. story. Wow, absolutely. So do you want to go back to the dream? Yeah. yeah. So, so back to that dream, um, Cashwell spelled out the check for $10,700. So about two weeks later, my wife and I, we shared that dream at our church and something unusual happened. As we started sharing it, people started getting up and shelling checks, cash, and even coin change at our feet. And we were completely blown away. I mean, we wept. We couldn't speak anymore. We just, we stopped. I didn't know what to do. I really didn't know what to do. I said, I'm done. I don't have anything else to say. And the Holy Spirit just took over. It was a really holy moment. There was a gentleman in the audience and he didn't come forward, but the next day he called me and he said, would you come to my house? I need to talk to you. So I took my son and we went over. And uh, when I got there, he said, that dream was pretty powerful. God spoke to me, told me to go to my office and uh, hand you this. And he hands me a check for $10,700. And he said, this is the first installment of your step of faith. This is God. You need to go for it. And I want to sow into it. And that just, I mean, it was a booster. Um, it was a booster. It really was that we're not crazy. We're going to leave seven years, comfortable salary, on staff at church to go into the unknown with five kids, full-time missionaries to the land because we felt like God had really called us to the land, to the Carolinas. And if the Carolinas is the gateway to the South, we believe then the whole South will come under what God wants to do. And you you got to tell briefly the story of how he gave you the house and how he shut down two other houses and just... And Tell yeah. that story. So so when we knew we got the word to come after that, uh, we start house searching. And I'm on the I'm, on, I'm texting Amber one night, and uh, I see this house pop up on Zillow. And I'm thinking, let me just send it to her as a joke. And I was like, ha, 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 send it to her. And uh, she's like, yeah, sure, right. We can never live there, whatever. And, and it was like that. So we just forgot about it. So we picked out our three little houses, and we said, well, maybe we can work with these. So uh, we connected with a realtor here, and uh, he was going to help us go through the house search. Um, two things happened that all in that week. 
First, my six-year-old has a dream. In the dream, God shows her the house that we're going to move to in Greenville, South Carolina. She uses the word castle. She describes it as the castle house and the rooms where it was. I was like, what? You know, this is real nice, but, you know, it's probably a metaphor, just symbolic. So we kind of brushed it off. So my wife then has a dream right after that. In the dream, the Lord speaks to my wife and basically instructs her to have Abigail, our second oldest, pray for our house that we we're, we're supposed to have a house and she has to pray it. So Abigail, who's one of a kind, prays her little heart out that we would get the home that God would want us to have in Greenville, South Carolina. So we come to Greenville. We got like a weekend. My parents are watching all the kids. It's a really tight window. We have to walk away with a home and we got like two days to do it. So on the way, um, my wife starts telling me about a vision that God gave her um, at, a, at a worship meeting. She goes, I saw the vision of our kids. They were running in the backyard of a house. I was like, really? She was like, but here's the thing. It was the house that you sent to me as a joke. I said, that 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 big house, that crazy house? She said, yes. So we pull it back up on, on the ride, and, um, and I call the number, and I just start talking. A lady answers. Turns out she's the owner. They're renting out this home. They just moved into it, brand new. They hadn't been in it six months. He got a job promotion in Tennessee where all his family is. Christian company, they're believers. And my ears just perk open. And I'm like, wow. So we just tell her who we are, what we're looking for, what we're doing. And the Holy Spirit comes over the phone. And the Lord gives us words of knowledge. We start prophesying. She starts crying. We start crying and she's like, you have to come look at our house. And I'm in my mind, I'm looking at the massive rent payment thinking there's just no way <laughs> like how we can do this. But then at the other hand, like this is so God. We pull into Greenville. We meet with the realtor. He, he tells us, look, you, you need to go look at that house first. So we go look at that house first. We, we connected with a couple. We actually prayed in their living room. They told us we don't want to go through a realtor. This is a. Uh, we want to do this in an unconventional manner. Mind you, my wife's dream, God spoke to her and said, you'll get this home in an unconventional manner. Yeah. Spelled it out. And they they pray over us. This is a couple, the couple, the, the owners of the house, we've known them for 30 seconds. We're in the living praying. And they go, we've been asking God for the right family to take over this home. And we feel like you're that family. So they ended up dropping $400 off the rent price for us to, to move in, to, to get in there. And we were just blown away. But here's what's really wild. The house sits off a road called Gaston Drive, which is Cashwell's first name. Gaston Cashwell. That's not a normal name. It's not a normal Gaston, name. Gaston, maybe, but not Gaston. <laughs> Gaston. And so the Lord said, follow the storyline. The other houses all canceled out with the exception of one, and they all went under contract. So God made it very clear to Amber and I, this is where he wanted us. I have a feeling over the next couple of years, as we end this podcast, over the next couple of years, that we'll come back and revisit this interview. And this stuff will make a little more sense. We can edit this part, but Armando, will you hand me his other book, Igniting Cities? Holy Spirit kept making me look down there. I'm like, what's going on? It's right there to your left. Can you keep going? Right there. Keep going left. It's right there. Igniting Cities. You can just edit that part. Or leave it. <laughs> this is Mike's other book. It's called Igniting Cities, A Guide to Breaking Open the Wells of Revival in Cities, Campuses, and Regions. And uh, I, got a, I got a feeling that that's why he sent you here, to ignite a city. 
to ignite a region. Why don't you speak uh, a blessing and even an impartation of faith that people listening to this podcast would never play it safe with God, but would just walk with him, get out of the boat and go. Come on. So Jesus, right now, we just declare faith, Lord. I just pray that you would increase the faith of people who would be listening right now all across the nation. And Lord, I just pray that you would move in a mighty, powerful way. Jesus, you're alive. You're moving at an accelerated rate. And Lord, I just thank you. I thank you that you're raising up a new generation of revivalists, a new generation of sons and daughters, Lord, that are going to hear the instruction from heaven and carry it out in the earth. I thank you, Lord, that you're raising up people of no compromise, people that are so abandoned to you, Jesus, that are not selling out, but for going after your presence. And so, Lord, I pray that. And I also pray grace for unity. Lord, I ask that you would just release grace all over the nation for unity that you would unify all the streams, all the denominations, all the believers crossing racial lines, theological lines, cultural lines. Lord, bring the church, bring your body together in a stage and an expression of unity like we have never seen before, Father. So I just pray and bless that right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to Coach and Joe. Catch more episodes on YouTube and podcasts. To take a deeper look at friendship with God, check out coachandjoe.com.